0: DJ, DJ. drop a beat. not another podcast. Not another podcast. Not another podcast. Not another podcast. Not another, Not another podcast. Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch.
1: It's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilian airs. Samantha. Get out now or sting. Get weak When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls.
0: Big Jim. I know my way around it, Joe. Been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing.
1: Had an expansive
0: bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people?
1: Not another podcast.
0: <laughs> Jesus, it's been so long, I can't remember how to do this.
1: <laughs> right? Like, huh?
0: Uh, recording a process. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: yeah, the holidays have been a little rough on all of us, apparently.
0: Yeah, so... Um, I, I guess we should probably apologize for being so spotty, but uh, between from like the beginning of December, like there's been vacations and holidays and mm-hmm. it's just been murder to schedule anything. And we were we were set to come on last week and then uh, Danny wimped out, Bryce wimped out uh, much like they did today. And then mm-hmm. Samantha, you had a problem because your house is falling apart around. <laughs>
1: all uh, around your ears God. yay um so so i guess we're going to talk about that, <laughs> that no we, we don't
0: have to talk about that no, we've I got, just, got Im- more important things to talk about but I all was i'll just say is insurance to- is <laughs> insurance
1: <laughs> is a scam that's all <laughs> i'm gonna say Duh.
0: i've had solutions uh to get rid of the insurance companies um but apparently no one wants to ride big wheels so
1: <laughs>
0: i don't understand i'll
1: ride a big wheel
0: Dude, big wheels were awesome. There's nothing cooler. And you know what? I've seen adult big wheels. I've seen them. Really they exist? Yes. So that sounds fun. Yeah, it's like it's it, instead of the plastic frame, it's like a metal frame, and uh, all the tires have like good hard rubber on them. So, dude, think about think about all the problems you could solve. If you made the world ride big wheels, like I know electric vehicles are like the thing now, but like there's like a lithium shortage or there will be. So look, so you get rid of all that. You get rid of the obesity problem. Cause if you want to go anywhere, you got to pedal and you get rid of insurance because if you wreck on a big wheel, how bad are you going to get hurt?
1: Even if, if you get hurt that bad, someone, you deserve it. That's good. <laughs>
0: So, solving the world's problems, not another podcast.
1: One big wheel at a time.
0: <laughs> we should get a, a adult big wheel and then do like a giveaway.
1: Oh my gosh, that'd be fun.
0: <laughs> One of us would <clears throat> win it because no one's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay, so since we've been on vacation, uh, you read a book that I abhor.
1: You liked it until the end.
0: I did like it until the end. It was a really good story up until the end. And then I just felt betrayed. I felt like it was a. I just felt like it was weak. They could have done. The author could have done something so much better. But you read it and you liked it.
1: I did. The ending didn't bother me because I'm like yeah girl kill him he deserves, you know fuck that guy Um, but I do have an alternate theory like an alternate ending so the book we're talking about is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens I think and spoilers ahead um, I think if you hadn't read the
0: book or seen the movie by now look whatever this is your your issue
1: that's your problem (laughs) um so I think Jumpin' killed him and gave her the necklace. Alternate theory.
0: Okay, yes, except at the end, she admits to it in all of her poems.
1: Yeah, but that could also be wishful thinking.
0: It could be, but that's not the way. I don't think that's the way it was intended.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I, I agree with you. I think, you know, the way the author intended it is that she did kill him, but alternate ending could be it was Jumpin' that did it. I think there's a reasonable explanation for him to have done it and her to try to take the fall from him.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I would have preferred it that way. I would have preferred, you know, like on Jumpin''s deathbed, he reveals you know, to it. And and maybe she was there. She saw the whole thing and it was just easier for her to go through it all than, than jumping. You know what? I'm going to yeah. reread it and that's what I'm going to keep in mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good alternate ending to that one.
0: I think it's a better ending than the one that we got. Also, what's what's up with her dying so young? Yeah, that was
1: so random. And it she was doesn't very even random. give a
0: cause or like she's not ill. She's just one day dead. Burr
1: and it like the whole okay so i would have really loved uh, uh some more about their relationship and how they grew together you know instead of just like a s- small little recap that's that's that oh and she's dead
0: yeah <laughs> At, seriously after the court case that book the quality of writing everything just it, it drops and it's not a gradual drop it's like straight off a cliff it's like black widow going after the soul stone drop, just straight. down.
1: (laughs) It did come to like a screeching halt
0: and it splats just as bad as she did. Um, And I can't understand for the life of me, how any publisher went, no, this is a great ending because it just, it, it feels, it feels like such a letdown from everything that she had done previous to that court case is amazing all of that stuff she gets off and then suddenly her life is great she she you know lives with this guy and they have a happy life blah 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 but it's like over in like three paragraphs
1: you know? yeah I I do agree with that um because I felt so much for these characters up until that third act um so they made such a big deal about the timeline. Yeah. It's clear she did not have time to go do this. So to shoehorn that in, I think is I think the ending would have been better with our alternate ending that Jumpin mm. did it and she's trying to protect him. I think that's the better ending. However, <clears throat> sorry, I still have a tiny bit of a cough. <clears throat> um but yeah, I I totally agree with you. They just I would have liked to see her wrestling with it a little more if that was going to be the way she did it. Like reveal how it happened um how did she make the time did she actually go you know like I just I don't know just give us a little more I feel like uh the author was kind of like okay time to wrap this up I'm done now
0: yeah moving on um you know and look all the stuff when she was in jail and all that stuff really made me believe she had nothing to do with it you know And, and I get that the whole the whole plot is that she is like a scapegoat for the town like everyone hates her no one's really willing to get to know her you know um and all that but it's it's still like especially the stuff when she's in jail you know awaiting the court if she had done it there would have been i i felt there should have been more angst if she mm-hmm. had done it i just don't buy and that's why the ending pissed me off so bad when you know he finds her letters and her poems and all that stuff it just doesn't fit at all and that's why i think your ending is the correct ending and i think the author screwed up um not just because the because of that but again the the ending is such a letdown it's it really almost
1: it almost feels like the author was just bored of her own story at that point
0: yeah and the publisher went, no, it's fine. Like, even the publisher didn't ask, like, hey, what's, you know, what's up with all of this? It's just, it, the story is really, really good. I honestly, look, if, if you're going to read this book, which now you don't have to since we explained everything. If you're going to read this book, when the cake, the court case is over, put it away. Just be done. That's yeah. the end. Everything's fine after that. She lives happily ever after. Put it away. You don't need to know anymore. Is the movie... How close is the movie to the book?
1: In in spirit, it captures it. Like, there were a couple parts where I teared up, but that's more because I was remembering how the book was making me feel versus mm. the movie. It was well acted. It was beautifully shot. But <clears throat> the problem I have with it is that they mixed up some things in the timeline. Like, the one thing that bothered me the most was tate leaving for college and he gives her the list of publishers for her books and drawings i'm like no 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 no. he would have no concept of who these are or what to do with them until after he comes back from college and has experience with naturalist like that's why he gave her that was because he's in that world now and can offer her something so why would he have a list of publishers or even know to find a list of publishers coming from where he did? I just it just didn't make there well, There were look, some timeline changes that did not make sense to me. I mean, that when um,
0: you can explain away of like, OK, he knows that she draws and she knows all that stuff. He could easily go to the library or check the Internet and find a list of publishers and stuff like that. I mean, that's easily that's easy, easily explained.
1: But that was his bridge to apology with her, though.
0: No, and and I get that, I get that, but I mean, like I said, I mean that's something that you can easily explain. But in the context of and having not seen the movie, I don't know because Reese Reese Witherspoon directed it, mm-hmm. um. So I don't know. I don't know who wrote it though.
1: I feel like the movie was a tad soulless. Well, I, uh, I it's not which I don't think has anything to do with it. Just. Like I said, it was well acted. It was very nicely shot. Great, looked beautiful. Um, it captured the spirit in some aspects, but just. I don't think it went deep enough mm-hmm. and it was just a very surface level, like, cool. Here are all the main beats of the movie. We hit them. done or of the book. We hit them. So it's just
0: it's not in the right order, but we hit them. Yeah, we, exactly.
1: One hundred percent. I was like, it's not in the right order. It doesn't make sense this way when it's not in the right order.
0: <laughs> it, look, I, I've i had this problem with uh, so many movies that are adapted from books. And it, it really is like if we can so long as we can hit the main beats, we're it's fine. No one cares. But the fact is, is we do care. I mean, so the the one movie that I can say that I've read the book and the movie, and I think the movie is super, super close to the book, is The Exorcist. It's the only movie I've seen adapted from a book that I feel really holds true to the source material.
1: I own that on my Kindle. I have not read it yet, but I do love that movie. Oh, that makes me excited, though, to hear you say that.
0: Yeah, it's it. it dives a lot deeper into, like, the priest and stuff um and and most of that's left out of the book and honestly like when you read it and then you watch it it's like yeah no that makes sense because i mean they do such a good job in the movie of showing uh father damien's crisis of faith
1: yeah oh yay
0: but with the book i mean they go they go really deep into why but all of the stuff with with reagan and and all of that it's it's almost word for word
1: that makes me excited to read the book
0: now uh, again i haven't read and or watched it in a while so i may be misremembering but um i do remember what when they had the big anniversary and they put it back in theaters i was so excited for it that i read the book in preparation for it and i just remember seeing seeing it and i had finished the book on the way to the theater so i was like no this is this is amazingly close so
1: there's okay so if we're talking the closest comparisons a book i read last year actually saw the movie first and then i learned it was a book is uh the ruins by scott smith now the ruins i, think I
0: recall that movie
1: he it was it's pretty it's a solid movie. I really liked it. Um um I believe it's on Tubi, so there you go. Um it was pretty it was solid. I liked it a lot. Um I think I've Scott seen it cuz it sounds
0: familiar but
1: It's the one with the Mayan temple that's covered in the plants that like eats people, like the live plants.
0: Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen it. I do remember the the movie poster. <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's pretty good but the the book was adapted to screen by the author who is also a screenwriter i do believe but so he adapted his own book and uh, he did a really good job the only change they really made was to condense a character so two characters came into one and that was a smart call for the movie um excuse me so that was a really smart call Um, that's done in a lot of (laughs) movies yeah you and know. usually to the benefit of the movie, because yeah. if you have too many characters, it just gets confusing. And if you have little characters, yeah, just give them to one person. Yeah. And it usually works out better. But well,
0: and they do that. Like, um, uh, did you watch the Chernobyl miniseries? Yes. Okay. So they actually, um, I, I forget which ones, there was like two or three characters that they had made up to represent a bunch of different people who had, you know, small parts to play, but they were very important parts. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I fully agree with that. A- anytime that you have a, a, a book or or something where there are a lot of characters that you could easily condense them into one. Um, yeah, do it. Cause it's not going to make that much of a difference. But what, what I don't like is, in most cases i got to preface this because it, a lot of times when they adapt a movie to for or adapt a book to a movie they take a lot of creative license um in the the, the most famous being uh, jaws uh peter benchley's jaws is <laughs> the movie is great the book not so much the book's yeah, actually really boring
1: The books. okay. yeah, I've read it, too. And I'm just kind of like.
0: There is there is so much that they cut from the book for the movie and the movie really benefits from it. Uh, The whole um, the whole side uh, uh, story about Hooper and Brody's wife having sex. (laughs) <laughs> that would have made that movie so much different.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I you like know. that Brody came in as like you know this cocksure young scientist who's like we got a shark, guys. It was just so much better, and yeah. I think that character really like I don't know. I really I've always really liked that character. So
0: yeah, in the movie.
1: <clears throat> in the movie, yes. In
0: in the book, he's deplorable. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's one of the worst people. Um,
1: Jurassic Park.
0: Oh yeah, Jurassic John Park. Hammond
1: is a garbage human
0: oh yeah you he's the, the exact worst.
1: opposite of like that jovial sweet yeah, man in the, in the, the movie. movie
0: he's a sweet grandpa and stuff <clears throat> and in the movie they don't kill him yeah in the book he gets killed by the the he's... scene in lost world where the guy gets lost and gets eaten by the little copies yep that was hammond's death in jurassic park yep in the book and... i was so
1: shocked I read that book. I mean, I grew up with Jurassic Park. I didn't even know it was a book. They adopted that into a movie before the book or they bought that to adapt before the book even released. Yeah. So, like, and that happens a lot with um with uh Michael Crichton's books anyway. Like Congo, I've read Congo too. The movie is better. <laughs> the book was a little okay. Well, but, even you know.
0: even um um uh disclosure, that movie about the sexual harassment.
1: Oh that's
0: a Crichton book. Oh, it is. Yeah, Do I
1: own that one. We have so many Crichton books between Ryan and I. When we combined our libraries, we were both. So like... here's
0: here's <laughs> my thing with Crichton because I love Crichton books. Me too. Um, he is really, really good at exposition, explaining like in, in Jurassic Park. He is great at explaining the science of how mm-hmm. it works because he does well, his that's research.
1: His passion too.
0: But where his problem is is character development his characters are always pretty two dimensional.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're very cardboard cut out.
0: Yeah. Um but still, like I I find his books interesting. I like I like reading his books. Mm-hmm. Um
1: I want to read Timeline really bad. I've heard people just rave about that one and I own it and it's I've got a mass market paperback of it.
0: That's so a like, movie Whoa. that is hot garbage.
1: <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah, don't bother. Um, one book that I did not like, but the movie is one of my favorite movies. And it's like one of my like when I don't feel well, watch it too. It's just but it's one of my go to's and that is practical magic.
0: I didn't know that was a book.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's got oh. it's like a trilogy now. There's a prequel and a sequel and a you know, but the book was boring.
0: Is is Nicole Kidman
1: in it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, she she's in the book. When you open it, she pops right out. Um I need that book. So Practical Magic was okay. I was like, all right, the movie the movie is so much better. The movie has so much more life to it and has much more personality to it. Um, now, what's funny is that author, and I'm blanking on her name right now, uh, Alice Hoffman. So I read, what is that called? So there's Practical Magic and then the prequel, which is supposed to be about the aunt's, it was supposed to be about the aunt's life before we meet you know, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Um, Hold on one second. I'm looking up the book. Alice Hoffman.
0: While you're looking that up, I just thought of another uh, book.
1: The Rules of Magic. I'm sorry. So The Rules of Magic was so mind-numbingly boring. And I hated that book so much. (sighs) But... Her other book, The Museum of Extraordinary Things, fantastic. So I have a very love hate with Alice Hoffman.
0: Yeah. Um another book I just thought of that um the movie uh the movie is better only because it's condensed. And that is The Hunt for Red October. That never book, read that one. It's it's interesting if you like if you like the movie. It's worth reading the book, but understand that it is a slog because there is so much exposition.
1: I know Ryan's um, read it and he really likes it, those kind of books. Who's the yeah. author again?
0: Um, I'm trying to think. He he does all the Jack Ryan novels. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get And I think that's authors. the first. Uh, Jack Ryan. You're gonna say the author, and I'm gonna be pissed that I.
1: Tom Clancy.
0: Clancy. I was yeah. thinking Clarence.
1: <laughs> Clarence. Clarence Thomas something. wrote.
0: <laughs> um but that's that's one that honestly I think the the movie also very close to the book and it it's it's great the art you don't mind the artistic interpretations um cuz in the movie I think they make Jack Ryan younger and I think they change his military service. I I I'm not I can't remember for sure, uh, but they changed his his military service and his record a bit. But there is so much exposition. Like Clancy really, when he builds a story, he really wants you to understand all of the military aspect, and most of it goes right over my head. So it's just, I'm like, words, words, <laughs> words. Okay, we're in the submarine. We're going and, and more words, a lot more words. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you like, if you like intrigue. So uh, there's actually, um, if you like those kind of books, um, oh, I'm going to have to find it.
1: Good um, reads. <laughs> Good there reads. There's a friends. local
0: news guy. That we used to do um, uh, hits with on the on the morning radio show. Mm-hmm. And I am totally going to. I can't even think of the book. Um, he wrote uh, the first of his own Tom Clancy style novels.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's supposed to be really good. Uh, I never got a copy of it. And now I want to read it. And I, it's really bugging me. I can't think of his his name, and I don't have any of the old Shoshis to go through.
1: Huh. Well, that was a it'll, letdown.
0: In- it'll <laughs> come.
1: It'll come to you at two thirty in the morning. Yeah, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, it's this person!" And I'm gonna be like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: "So, another book that got turned into a TV show." that the first season was like was okay i was intrigued enough it was kind of fun it was stupid it was stupid fun but the book was i did not like it (laughs) and then the season two of the show just went off the fucking rails and i was like this is the dumbest show i've ever seen and that's called zoo by james patterson oh
0: see i patterson's one of those guys i really like but i don't think his material would be translated well i really liked the um maximum ride series
1: See, um, the zoo although ins-
0: it had it started to get problems later in yeah the series. like the more he wrote the less intrigued i was
1: well he's just a he like basically has a writing farm like he doesn't write his own books anymore people write under his name for him now
0: oh that's upsetting
1: yeah i don't know how long like i've I actually don't know if that is confirmed or not, but I have heard that. Oh, now I'm trying to remember where I saw that or heard that shit. So allegedly he has authors that just write for him. Um, It's very much like just like a, a babysitter's club. The first author wrote all these ones and then other authors came in to finish off the series because she was, you know, under that name. So there's a bunch of shadow authors for James Patterson. That's why he can pump out so many books. And I was I, gonna say they're that, kind that's, of so simplistic and very um formulaic.
0: He probably comes up with the idea and goes, go with it, and then probably yeah. will review it and, you know, have you redo it or, you know, have notes on it, which fine, but you know, yeah. Have fun, should, whatever. The the person writing should be given the credit, you know. So, uh, we've got. I just got the ten minute warning, so I, I want to talk it. about.
1: Um, yeah, we got games to talk about.
0: Yeah, uh, so I just got a brand new game. I'm looking for it now. Bree put yeah, it away. Sure. That's why. So I saw this game on Amazon, and I really was intrigued by it uh and it came today and i cannot wait to play it and it's called donner dinner party
1: i own that game
0: Do you, okay tell me about the I game own then. it tell me we
1: played it one time it's very much like that like that werewolf game you know like where you everyone puts their heads down and then a villager gets killed and you have to figure out who the werewolf is it's like that
0: i've i don't even know what that game is you've never
1: played oh my gosh okay <laughs> um Have you ever played um, Heads Up Seven Up? Yes, kind of the same thing where everyone's heads are down. So you have the Donner Party. I've only played this once, so I'm trying to remember it, but I do have it out there. Um, So you have the Donner Dinner Party, and you have the Cannibal. Yep, that's the same box I have. So you have like the Cannibal, um, um, like the investigators, you know, stuff like that. And so everyone puts their heads down, and then the Cannibal will put, put their head up because one person is the game runner and then they'll choose who they're going to kill in the night and eat and then they put their head back down and then after they choose the game runner is like all right these people are dead and then you have to figure out who did it
0: that's not at all what the rules sound like <laughs> so that's I what was, i
1: remember <laughs> i was just going
0: through and like so the gameplay is like um each round represents one week trapped in the mountain pass. Each week players must hunt for food and contribute to the camp. Ta- mm-hmm. To Camp Donner. If there is not enough food in the camp to feed every living player, you must conduct a group vote to determine one player to eat. So That's as it. a group okay. you vote who That's I it. okay. I just want a big group of friends and decide who gets eaten
1: it is better with a big group of friends because like i said i only played that with three other people so it's Mm -hmm. a little harder with a small group but yeah it's it's still similar to the werewolf game but everyone knows that they're voting for them okay i'm remembering now it's been a long time
0: (laughs) but the coolest thing was like i'm looking at the stuff and there's this teeny tiny little frying pan (laughs) you're muted you don't want people to hear you chewing your food?
1: No. Uh,
0: <laughs> there are people you, uh, who pay good money to hear that.
1: Well, are you one of them?
0: Yeah. I sent you a oh. check.
1: Well, then, in that case, <laughs> let's get real gross up in here. I'm going to get more noodle. <laughs>
0: There it is. (laughs) You know, Danny's going to have that on repeat.
1: (laughs) I'm grossing myself out with that. I hate listening to people chew in my headphones. Like (laughs) I can generally ignore it, but like when it's right in my ears, (laughs) Ryan hates it. Oh my gosh. So we recorded an episode of Ryan squared with Alice Cooper's Feed My Frankenstein. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. I know all the words. And I was like singing along, but I was just mouthing the words. And he's like, yeah, the mouth sounds when you're mouthing words. He was like, I was going to go crazy, but we were filming, so I couldn't. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: have you guys uh, uh, Have you guys done the band Plush?
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I messaged you guys when we did.
0: Oh. Oh. Never mind. I was going to suggest them because they're an awesome band.
1: Well, we listen to them because of your suggestion
0: well, i was going to suggest them again
1: well we're, we want to listen to them again <laughs> so give me a song
0: um d- which song did you guys do
1: hater hated hate
0: hate yeah it's a good one uh do one. do athena
1: athena okay i will Athena's do athena next we're recording on monday so
0: um and then another um not really a band it's an artist um to go outside of both your guys' um comfort zone, uh a gal named uh Patty Gertie, who I just uh discovered. She plays the hurdy Gurdy. I I've
1: heard that. Okay. Amazing. I think I've heard that. She does,
0: like, she does like it's weird. She's German, looks Irish, talks with an Irish accent, and does sort of Celtic folk music
1: mm-hmm.
0: um with kind of a poppy feel. Nice. Um, the song I've been listening to lately is called Run.
1: Okay, send me a link. Um.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Doesn't have to be right now. Just whatever. Well, if I
0: don't do it now, I'll forget. And <laughs> it'll be a whole thing. And
1: Bree, tell him to send me the link.
0: <laughs> I will
1: remind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of had to take a little bit of break. We haven't uploaded in two weeks because, I oh my gosh, first Christmas Eve was when, um, my house blew up. Um, our pipes froze and uh, burst. Um. And just getting everything together. We had fans in here drying out the floors for days. And then I got really sick. It was not COVID. I did take a test um, or I did go get tested. So, But I got so sick and there was just no recording. Nothing was going to happen until. (laughs) So, yay.
0: Well, everything's coming up roses now. So
1: So I cannot wait
0: to uh, play this game.
1: I was going to ask who all is your ideal group to play this game with? Like Um well, minimum 6 people.
0: I would love to uh obviously my wife. Um but uh I have a a couple different friends I would like to like pull together as a group to play and it Danny and his wife Josie, Travis, CJ and her husband Scott. I think <laughs> that would be an amazing group and both scott and travis are huskier guys so they're the first on the chopping block
1: <laughs> with that little frying pan
0: yeah <laughs> that's funny
1: i like it you're like well Definitely. go have fun murdering your friends voting to murder your friends
0: theoretically that or not should, that should okay. be <laughs> We should make that into a t-shirt. Have fun murdering your friends.
1: <laughs> Have fun storming the castle.
0: <laughs> Have fun murdering your friends. You think it'll <laughs> uh and that's what I'm we're not a sandwich, I'm your wife. <laughs> <laughs> not tonight, you're not. Uh and now that we've named the episode, we're gonna bid you all a fun farewell. Adieu. Uh, we're going to um send good thoughts to Bryce. Yes. Uh, we're going to send mediocre thoughts to Danny.
1: Oh, I'm going to hit me. <laughs> I'm Danny and I have a headache. Me.
0: <laughs> and we're going to keep dreaming that Jim will return one day soon.
1: The one day he did. I was so sick. There was no coming on. And I was so, so sad that I could not get a good Jimming.
0: It was one of our best shows because Travis and Jim went at it. <laughs> And I mm-hmm. have not laughed so hard. I learned a lot about Travis that day. Oh, did and, you? And so did Jim. And I think Jim was a little surprised. And um uh I I think Jim's respect for Travis has gone up.
1: Jim's what for Travis? Respect. Oh, okay.
0: And now I, I've talked to Travis since, and now Travis's singular goal in life is to um break Big Jim. <laughs> So I hope to get those two on again very soon because the rest of us won't have to do a thing.
1: (laughs) Sit back and chill, baby.
0: Exactly. I like it. Okay. Hope everything goes well for you. And we'll talk to you later.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark3. And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not A-Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, not another podcaster.